and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Color is a wild thing. It comes up a lot. It's very complicated. Yes, we're recording, honey. Okay. <laughs> I, I've always been confused by it in photography terms because each color has a certain temperature and it's so scientific. Why are... I have so many questions and we have so many topics I wanted to discuss today, but we'll try to stick it to one thing. Stick to one thing, not stick it to one thing. <laughs> but... I don't know. Is this what started our color conversation? I was telling you about this person that I really like, his artwork I really like on Instagram. And I usually don't follow or want to buy paintings, you know? I don't even hang up our own artwork because, because I feel like there's so much information and there's so much loudness happening. Not loudness as in aesthetics, but loudness is an information and talking that's happening. I feel like the furniture talks to me. I feel like when there's art or a photograph, well, photograph is art, but when there's something on the wall, it's constantly communicating with you and I need some quiet. Right. Because I'm already, bear with me folks, but I already feel like even just sitting, I feel like I'm hearing and understanding or or at least taking part in whatever is happening in the world i'm hearing it you know what i mean does that sound totally I, off the wall i totally get it i don't want to sound too woo woo i you know for me as a individual i don't like wearing logos i don't like wearing logos on my shirts i don't like wearing logos on my jackets i don't like wearing you know let alone a band name on it because i mean that's because it's talking to other people it's not talking to you is it talking to you the thing is is i feel the need then to defend whatever it is i'm wearing so like it's like i could never get a tattoo because i'd have to defend that forever that's a different subject what i'm saying is things that speak to you I guess tattoos are speaking to you. There you go. But you're saying a logo that you're wearing. You mm -hmm. don't want that because it speaks to other people. It also and, speaks to me, though. But do you hear it while you're wearing it? I do. Even if you're not seeing the little because mark? anybody can go up to you and say, hey, yeah, rock on. Right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying is actually hearing things. I'm hearing like a population of thoughts. I'm picking up on things. Right. Right. So when there's a when there's a, a piece of art on the on the wall, it's constantly talking to me. I guess you're saying the same thing. I am saying the same thing. Okay. It's weirder when you wear clothes because you're constantly having a conversation with the world and you have to be present and understand the conversation you're having at that given moment. Yeah. And that's another subject we've talked about is how style and choice of wardrobe clothing can bond you or break you from relationships yes so fashion is a big deal but today we're talking about color and it started i think remind me if i'm wrong 
But I think the conversation about color with us happened because of this artist on the Instagram. He posts these beautiful, cubistic, Picasso-esque, amazing paintings. And they're always in black and white. Okay. Or at least just monotone, Mm -hmm. right? And this one time he posted and he said, I like to paint in black and white the faces that I'm painting because I don't want people to see color. I don't see color. And this is what he was saying. He was saying he doesn't see color like that, Mm -hmm. that he wants people to look at faces and not see color, but see the beauty of their soul. I really like this guy, but, and I usually always compliment him and thank him for his wisdom because he always offers such wisdom Mm -hmm. in his posts, just like one line or two lines. But this time his, 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 uh, I don't know, a bit of naive ignorance or maybe just ignorance or not wanting to understand fellow brothers and sisters who obviously are not Caucasian. I, I understood that, oh, wow, this guy is not, he, he's not one of us, like meaning one of me. Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden I sensed the division and I sensed that, oh my God, he's one of, he could be very firm in his belief because I never heard a reply. And I, I don't know if, if I got muted after making the comment right. that I made, which was, I love my brown face. And I love the colors of my brothers and sisters. And I want, I wish, not I want, I wish people would love and appreciate the colors and see them and acknowledge the colors and capital A-N-D and (laughs) also love and appreciate my soul and our soul. Right. And I never heard back. Right. Pure silence. I'm like, wow, is this, is this, am I, did I turn into one of those that got, had to be completely erased off of comments and like, you never, you're, you're not familiar with Instagram, but like, you know how like you can erase someone's comment and the whole thing goes away. Right. Right. Well, I think so anyway. I still don't understand social media myself, but I don't want it. I didn't want to turn it into a fight. All I'm saying is. Please don't say I am colorblind or I want to not see color. That is so, for me, disrespectful. It's like it's like when, remember I had, I would tell you guys about the, the guy I was engaged to who had a really racist, racist mother. <laughs> and here I come, right? Right. Oh, and, dear. and she would make the most hurtful comments about me, about my family, about the world out there in general. Right. You know, like, um, someone, um, I, I never saw these people, but someone was moving into like her quote unquote, her neighborhood. Right. And we were standing in the driveway and she goes, Oh God, look, the Alibaba's are moving in. And I'm like, I, I, that was towards the end for me of like realize the beginning of the end, realizing I can't marry into this. This is what, what kind of trash is this? Right. And I looked at her, I said, Oh, you mean like me? I don't remember exactly what I told her. And she gave me one of those famous infamous lines. Oh, Oh, well you're not one of them. You're one of us. I'm like, lady, I don't want to be one of you. I am not one of you. Um, 
do you look i don't want to like get into the bowels of the toilet here i don't i want to keep the vibration of our show very high but i think that's where our conversation with color started right right and then you took it to where you take it a color is uh, talking about race issues with you is always very tricky is always very sticky because i am aware of how gosh darn pale i am and how i had interesting upbringing yeah but one of the things i love about you is that you are very tall you're my opposite what i love about you is you had such understanding and understanding as in you were well enriched with all cultures well i won't say all cultures but a lot of culture in you you knew things that I thought only people from my background would know of because it's an art like inner circle because no one pays attention to us or if they do, they call us crazy or, you know, other. And what made me intrigued when we were becoming friends was, whoa, you know this? <laughs> you know, like you knew, you knew a lot about the Middle Eastern culture and then you would say that you didn't. You always had this uh, wanting to understand more or like not assuming that you did. Like you were walking around as, an, as a cultural encyclopedia. You know, like your brother does that. Oh, your brother will like read something or hear something and then he's the expert on that because he has, he is a genius like IQ wise, but he's not a social genius. No social IQ, no emotional IQ. Right. I won't say no, but it's low. His genius book level, smart level, mm -hmm. very high. You, one of the things that made me receptive, receptive, is that the word? Like I looked at you and I, was, I felt open. I felt safe. I felt safe to express and just be with you and be myself because I sensed love in you. Not, I'm not saying love for me. I sensed a love of life and everything that life entails in you. So yes, you are white. <laughs> and I'm not going to say, yeah, you're not one of them. You're one of us. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you have a genuine, rich love for everything. Yeah, and I, I could never hear myself saying something like, Oh, no, you're not one of them. You're one of us. Although I just said it there, right? But my goodness. Did you ever say anything like that before you met me, though? See, everybody wants to point to those points in time where, you know, they did good. Like you never hear from the guy who buys and sells stock about the terrible stock trade he made. You always hear about the great trade, the one great trade they made. So we tend to edit our lives to provide the most optimistic kind of views of things. That's true. But, you know, I have to say that my peer group, my, you know, even from a young age, uh, was not particularly white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. That's true. You always felt more comfortable with... A mix. Exactly. Um, you know, it's interesting when you, I thought you were going to say, like, people who make comments, like, I'm not racist because look at you. I'm tolerating you. Like, I've had so many people <laughs> oh tell me that. God. I had, I've had your family tell me that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
but not, that's no joke. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not racist. I'm tolerating you, aren't I? Like, and they didn't do it in a sort. They weren't trying to be sarcastic. I know, I know. They were trying to be like, look at me. I'm, I'm, what's the word for it? What, what do they think they are when they think that they're not racist? Like when they think they're. I'm tolerant. I'm. But tolerant. And tolerant is a scary word too, tolerant right? Tolerant is terrible. It's, it's like, like I'm well, putting up with you. I tolerate it, yes. Oh my God, you tolerate something that annoys you is toleration. That's words are funny. So going back to color, though, which is related to why we're talking about this words and colors, right? You dove deep into where really um, the description of color comes from. Can you take it away? Because you actually did your. <laughs> I, I tried to do the research, but then I got mad and then I stopped. Right. And I was actually about to say, let's not do the show on color because I'd r- rather talk about this other thing that I want to talk about. But because I couldn't, I could not. The information you sent me pissed mm-hmm. me off. Right. It pissed me off. Well, I get it. As soon as we talk in the 50s with researchers. White men researching odds are something. are there going to be white men? Wearing, wearing their crisp white shirts and their ties with their oh glasses God. and their balding hair. But That's here's just the thing. kind of where you go. And it's not just from the 50s. It's like some guy gets on a ship and goes over there and he's like, look what I discovered. I discovered this, you know, like they become the owner of something. They think they discovered it. Well. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. And I, I get that. And what? Okay. But I wanna... odds are they were an anthropologist or a sociologist, right? But that's just it. And they were going looking for meaning. Yes, they were going looking for meaning. But from my perspective, they were going from a state of ignorance looking for meaning. And how much of it... You have to take a deep look at yourself. How open are you to other colors and other other anything when you go into something new? Are you aware that you have a very myopic view of things? very limited scope on things so all right you're going to go to this culture this indonesian culture or this culture that is definitely so seems so different from yours their their skin color is different the way they dress is different though they have a completely different language they have a completely different understanding and expression of life so you're going to go in and suddenly uh, write down oh this person's word for this is this word like really unless you are born in that culture you're not going to know the nuances of the language and you think they're going to share it with you a white person coming from some university i know matt is rolling his eyes right now and looking at his watch but <laughs> let me just go off on my rant and then you can tell me what you just oh, let me talk yeah Maybe. So what I'm saying is, see, now I lost my train of thought. Let me go back. Let me think. So this white guy goes to, like, like let's say an island with a, a culture that is darker in complexion. Okay, like I already went through the list, right? All the ways that it is different from his European culture that he's coming from. I'm saying unless you were born with this language, unless you have been raised within this family, how do you really know the nuances of language? So you have a few people telling you or translating for you. That is not enough to totally understand. So my question to you is, how long were these guys? Was it more than one guy? Is it one guy? Can we at least describe what the it hold is? Hold on, hold on. Well, let me just finish. <laughs> 
What I'm saying is how did he or they know that this in fact was the end all be all of words and translation. And so he goes back, he goes running back to his university and his pinstripe suit and says, look at this. They have a word for a brown, which is this. Look at that. It's coffee. Really? How, how factual is that? So anyway, go ahead. Never mind. Thank you. So anyways, you have two sociologists or sociologists, slackers, complete and utter slackers. They got to write a paper and crank it out. And this is, again, this is Why me. are you saying they're slackers? I will, I will tell you why they're slackers. And okay. again, this is me completely projecting into them. And God, their names don't care. Anyways, they get 20 people, bilingual, who speak another language, who came from a different culture. They get 20. That's 5, 10, 15, Where do they get 20 these people, people. From? I don't know, probably hanging out in, I think it was, it doesn't matter, hanging, probably hanging out in the town that they were. They had to concoct a paper. And so they ask them, they, they provide them with a, a paint chip sample set, and they say, can you pick out all the colors and okay. tell me what the colors are? All right, so I remember looking at this. Um, all right, so it was literally like a huge spectrum of paint chips. Because So basically like five just, to ten different shades of yellow, uh, right? Was, every color, exactly. it was kind of like... Every if, color in the spectrum. Uh, not every color in the spectrum, but and the, m- a lot of colors in the spectrum. And the different variations and degrees of uh, one particular color right. within that. Right. Okay, got it. Okay. And they got 20 people. So, you know, God knows they probably scrawled with a crayon on a piece of paper with the, with, for the original experiment because it was 20 people. Come on. Anyways, they asked people to pick out the colors. What do you mean they used a crayon? Well, I'm just saying it was a very low-budget experiment at first. Okay. So it wasn't like a high-tech Because we've got 20. Computerized. We're talking to 20 people. Okay. And we probably talked to 20 people over the course of a week. We wrote our paper. And we presented it, right? Rock on. Okay. But what they discovered was that... Wait, hold on. When was this? This was in like the 50s. So what they discovered was the first colors that every society understands are dark and light. So this is dark and this is light. Not necessarily black and white, but this is a light color. This is a dark color. That is the initial kind of level that people that societies are in. Did they come to a conclusion for why that is? We'll get to that, theoretically. Okay. And then, uh, step number two, all of a sudden things are dark, things are light, and things are red. Why red? How do they they get to red? We'll talk about that. (laughs) And then, once you got past dark and light, red... Then you either got to green or yellow was actually discerned as a unique color. And then the next level is green and yellow combined, or rather green and yellow are now represented. So now your color palette looks like dark, light, red, green, and yellow. And then you add blue, and then you add brown, and then you add quote unquote the rest of the colors, which I guess takes us to a more contemporary palette, which gives us like purple, purple orange, gray, and pink. Now, every single culture has a way of saying, let's say blue, because come on, 
bluest color of the sky, right? But what they were looking for was the succinct, tiny word for it. When I learned Spanish, for instance, oh, slacker teachers didn't teach us marron, which is brown. They taught us color de café, which is color of coffee, was brown. And I don't know why. Yeah, in Farsi, brown is café, which is coffee. So they make the argument that if your language is comparative, that means brown doesn't exist as a color. Wait, what? Because brown is a succinct, teeny tiny little word that doesn't refer to anything. What? Yes. Why? That's just, that was their criteria. What? Can you back up? Hold on. I think you lost me and I went to a race, <laughs> racist point. Back up and say it again. <laughs> okay. They're not saying that cultures don't have a word for, have, you know, a phrase for brown. What they say is they, the word for brown is a conjunction of many words. And it's not its own succinct word. That's what they were going for. Like pink doesn't refer to the color of a carnation or the color of, you know, a certain sunrise or anything like that. It's so, for example, pink. blue in Farsi is abi. Ab means water. Mm -hmm. When you put an E sound at the end of a word, it means coming from or looking like. Mm-hmm. So it's watery is blue in Farsi, abi, right. re referring to water. Right. And in, similarly, I think in Turkish, the, um, the way you say brown is you're describing coffee. Yeah, same, same with Farsi. And, and, it's the same. And that's what I learned in Spanish too. So that's kind of the evolution. So dark light, then red. But at the, see, I'm sorry. Green that doesn't yellow, make sense. Yellow, it doesn't blue, make sense. Brown. Hold on, hold on. Yes. It doesn't make sense to me. And this is where I get my, my antenna goes up because right. how much of this is this white guy's perspective right. of language? Because, I mean, you're saying that blue, there's water and then there's the sky and they refer to that. And there's definitely a color for blue. Right. But hello, brown is the earth that we are walking on. Mm -hmm. So why not? So why not call it earthy? Yeah. Right. Again, this was their look take like, on like it. Like I said, and, and this is where I started to tune myself away from what you... This is where they're you. trying to categorize, because this is what... Welcome to the Greek tradition. We love our categories. But and this is Greek what the white guys is, were... Greek is actually interesting, because this was originally discovered by somebody who later was the prime minister of England, and I'm just going to be terrible with names today. But he evaluated Homer's works, and he noticed that... Homer did not describe color very, you know, Homer did not describe color the way we describe color. So like the Odyssey? Yes. Talking about the ocean? The ocean is the color of wine. Yeah, I don't understand why. Because that was the closest kind of metaphor that he had. You know, I saw that. He, dis he didn't say it's the color of wine. I think it was like it's, they said that in the Odyssey, it was like the ocean is like wine. It didn't say, did it say it's like the color of wine? He went through I and mean, he did evaluated he say that color and there was no orange and no blue anywhere. But And purple see, was the I, color of sunset and sometimes the color of water and sometimes the color of dawn. All right. Or a purple-ish color. 
It's all in how you look at it, though. I mean, well, that is ocean, color in a nutshell, isn't the, it? Well, the ocean could be the color of wine if if someone is killing whales or dolphins. It turns blood, right? Or the ocean could be the color of wine if the sun is setting and you hit the light just at a certain perspective and you see a red cast over the water. Right. And I remember being a kid, some teacher saying the water isn't really blue. The ocean isn't really blue. It's a reflection of the sky that makes you think it's blue. Is that true? I couldn't tell you. I mean, it is interesting that if you pour yourself a glass of water, it's not blue. It's clear. Yeah, if you take ocean water and put it in a glass of water, of, in a glass of water. <laughs> you put it in a glass of water? <laughs> it isn't blue. Right. Unless there's a lot of, well, no, it can be a little brown if there's a lot of sand in there. But it, oh usually my God. It's, it's, you know, based on what is actually floating in the water. All right. Well, I don't like brown being disliked that. I'm, I'm mad. And that's where I tuned away from that, from studying whatever, reading Looking at what you sent me, I'm like, this is garbage. Right. I don't like being, I don't like brown being other because hello, am I not always the other? Do I not have to check other in every box I fill out for what race are you? Other. They never said brown was other. Well, they said that it's not relating to anything. It doesn't exist. You said brown doesn't exist. That brown is maybe like coffee, but it's not sky. Do you understand what I'm no, saying? No, I'm very confused now. Didn't you say brown didn't exist? I'm saying the word for brown. I'm not saying you exist. did, by the way. I'm saying what in this research by this person. Well, if you have a culture that only sees, that only describes colors succinctly, and again, the word is succinctly as dark and light, right? They're not going to say they're not going to point up at the sky and just say, oh, well, that's a light color. They're going to describe it as that's that's the sky or that's, you know, or they may describe something that is blue as being the same color as the sky or a color that the sky has or whatever. But you see, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I love photography. But when I was studying at university, I tuned away from it because it is just, I mean, we got into the temperatures of right. like, degrees of color. Oh, my God. And getting a special light meter for color to measure color. You know, I understand for sure. Like, it's a science. But it pissed me off then, too. <laughs> just just looking at it from a photographic, scientific point of view. Right. Trying to get the room to look as close to as what the human eye is seeing. Mm-hmm and not have the colors be way off base you have to measure things it's not i don't know maybe i don't know it, it still pisses me off i don't understand what you said about brown i still don't i think i'm emotionally stuck on what you a word a word or two that like stuck in my head and i didn't hear everything you had to say about brown right so we have an arbitrary word blue Right. Or an arbitrary word. Or, well, orange right. isn't fair. We'll, we'll go we with the safe word. We have an arbitrary word, yellow. Right? Yellow. And in English, yellow doesn't ha- really have a root. It doesn't really have a prefix and a suffix. Yellow is just yellow. And that's just one of those things we learn. It doesn't have anything to do with sunlight or... I don't know what else is yellow. Okay, so offhand. we're going to the basics. Right. So we're not talking about butter yellow, p- 
pale ale. We're just talking about not... yellow. Okay, all right. Right? Okay. And that's all they're saying is as a culture, they notice different kind of steps. And if you have a color wheel that that where you identify five different colors colors in quotes because it starts with dark and light you identify dark light red green and yellow as a culture and they notice this around the world they notice this kind of universal tendency in some 85 89 percent of cultures around the world now i'm jumping ahead of myself because at this point in time they're slackers and only talk with 20 different people right and they kind of came up with this kind of scheme well everybody flipping unloaded on them because they call them slackers like 20 people who aren't natives who are no longer native speakers they're bilingual speakers and the whole bit you guys you guys didn't do your legwork so then they did their legwork they got thousands of people across the world they talked only with native speakers. They had people go out with paint chip samples and they gathered all this data and they crunched it all together. And then what happened? They, they found that the, it, it lined up fairly closely with the 20 people. So the kind of the order that I gave is actually from the thousands of people. It's not from the 20 people. So they discovered that this was a universal trait. This is how, if you think about it, this is one of... God knows how many different ways people have of describing their environment. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. But what else do you have to say about it? Because <laughs> I, I can like, I don't want to diverge. I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> well, they started trying to describe the the hows and whys of how we went from, because obviously every culture, well, not obviously, but 89% of cultures probably started out with just a differentiation between dark and light. And then to red. So why why was red first? Well, red is common throughout humanity. It's blood. Well, why are most barns red? Well, you told me why. In America. <laughs> it's because back in the day, people wanted to paint their barns because it helps protect them from weather, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they go and they would get paint. Well, early on, easiest paint to make, as it turns out, is red because red is um red paint is created via iron and iron is one of if not the most common element in the soil common element in soil is red so not only do you have blood not only do you have meat for you carnivores out there and not only is the sunrise and sunset have red kind of tones on it but the most common element and the most common paint is red I remember driving through, like, they call it the bush, but, like, driving through Ethiopia, and there were no roads, so we were basically on sand, dirt, mm -hmm. and it was this beautiful light shade of red. Right. And then we have the red rocks in Colorado. Right. Red sand beaches in Hawaii. Really? I, I, yeah. Red? I've oh, never seen... We only went there on our honeymoon. She I did not remember. see red sand. She doesn't remember. Oh, no. Maybe it was red dirt. Red... That no, was, red that dirt, I thing. remember. That yeah. was a thing. Why, you said sand. My I went Lord. to the beach. Dirt, right? sand. What's the difference, no. woman? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's where we got the really great snow cones. Mm. No, they were shaved ice. Shaved ice. Whole oh. different animal. Never again. I mean, we still... <laughs> that was amazing how they did that. It was... Amazing. In Hawaii, it was too. So it's not light. like it's not like hot enough there, but hey, have wow. some ice. But that anyways, was the we, best we digress. Okay, Unless sorry. you want to talk about colors on shave ice. It's okay. 
So anyways, so red, and also red is very, very, is a very striking color. You know, red is seen. In point of fact, Lenin, when I was reading about Lenin, we're talking about Vladimir Ilyich Lenin of the Russian Revolution and the whole Bolsheviks and all the Russian craziness. He became a revolutionary because he was at a protest, not minding his own business, but not being a front runner. But Lenin had red flipping hair and the cops noticed him. Oh, ginger. He was a ginger and the cops noticed him. So he had to go into hiding. And basically at that point is only... He had, he had two options. Well, three options. He could, he could surrender to the police, which not really an option. He could flee the country, challenging, or he could overthrow the whole country. So he chose number three, which is bizarre, but hey, there you go. All because of hair color? All, that was what <laughs> one of my textbooks espoused. And God knows, because every view of history is slanted. Oh and I'm God. sure textbooks. people would disagree with that. But man had red hair. Man definitely noticed at uh, protest rally. Anyways, so red is a very striking, shocking color. Okay. Shave his head. Right? All right. And then the hypothesis was green or yellow. Okay. And here's the fun one. So why the differentiation? Well, as it turns out, things look yellower at certain elevations, certain longitudes and latitudes. What? As the the sun curves is their theory. Which is why green things take on a more yellowish tinge mm-hmm. or green things <gasps> take on a greener tinge. Oh my goodness, Matt. This is why I never liked living in Southern California. I kept trying to describe to people, it's like kryptonite for me. It w- and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like the color. I can't stand the color in Los Angeles. It is this yellow green color that is my kryptonite. I can't. I hate that color. I I never use the word hate, hardly ever. (laughs) I don't. But it was like I had no energy. And, you know, for a person that's very visual Mm -hmm. and and no one understood. They're like, what are you talking about? But it was a it was a yellow green. Do you know what I'm talking about? And now I do now that we don't live in L.A. anymore. Right. That's why I love the Pacific Northwest, because it was blue green. Like the atmosphere is that color. Anyways. It sounds weird, but it's true for me. Ha, shocked her today. You didn't shock me. <gasps> what do you mean shocked her today? I illuminated you today. What? I painted that very clear picture and no, you tied did not together things for you. But I can, I can, I can com- commiserate. Mm-hmm. You did not illuminate. Oh, the man, the husband illuminated me. What would I do? How would I know how to tie my shoes without you? Exactly. Good Lord, honey. Go on. <laughs> Get. So that gives us green or yellow. And then the other follows closely in hand. The other? The other green or yellow, okay. depending <laughs> on their longitude and latitude. And then the rest of them kind of flow from an industrialized society. The blues, blue to brown to purple, orange, gray, and pink. And that was, that was the theory. So is that it? Are you done? That's enough. I'm done for now. I don't know what to add to that other than this. Have you noticed that people who live at a certain, I guess, latitude, long, longitude, latitude? Which one is latitude this way? Uh, I don't know. All right, I'll just say this. People up in the north are afraid of color, but if you look at their weather, it's very monotone. Gray. Like, let's look at Amsterdam. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's rain. Let's look at Seattle. Right. It's gray. It's cloudy. Mm-hmm. Most days you don't see the different colors in the sky because you have a cover of a blanket of white right? that turns into a gray. You know, it's very monotone. And their sense of decorating is the same way. Like there's not a lot of color within these cultures if they were to be left to their own devices. That is that if they don't mix with other friends around the world who come from different cultures, come from different parts of the planet where the sun is different, the light is different. Unless you mix with those cultures, I've noticed that homes and furniture, even food is very bland. (laughs) No, think about it. And all the, oh, I probably sound so racist right now, but, but if you go further to the lower half of the hemisphere, there's so much more vibrant colors in pottery, in just looking at the sky, the houses, although then never mind. Well, let's, let's but then, talk, let's but then about there are parts food. of Europe, but then what did they do? They conquered other areas. Maybe they came back and said, oh, let's paint some purple houses and pink houses and put them all together. You know, like, well, purple's a trick, but let's talk about food for a second. And let's talk about bland food versus spicy food, right? Mm-hmm. Well, typically what you want is you want edible food. And at when things are warmer, food spoils quicker so you put more spices on so you can't taste that the meat is turning what does this have to do with color this has to do with spicy versus bland food okay well what what, where are you going that's it that's all i'm going because i can i can talk to that i can't talk about why colors aren't as profuse other than purple purple is tricky because certainly in england purple was reserved for royalty it's a royal color yeah because it was so hard to, to get to get yeah but where did they get it from hello they got it from octopi what's that octopus Th- they got it from there octopus ink really yes that's how I thought they that was black that's how they originally got it i thought that was black i guess it's purple enough hmm what i was gonna say is usually things that are so rare like certain jewels or even spices it's because you're going to the southern hemisphere and the light is different and there's more color there and there's more there are more things growing because there's more sun probably right or there's just the perfect combination of light that makes you grow different things it grows more life than if you're in the north yes absolutely you know flowers evolve cover. to be uh, attractive to bees so that they can pollinate and they can reproduce themselves which is if there's a lot of competition in the flower world this is why you have such stunning orchids is because there's so much competition for bees because they can only pollinate so much in a day oh so the brighter the brighter more colorful color, they, they attract the bees. the bees Aww. so why do you think that humans are not like that why are humans so afraid of color Okay, here, whoa, I'll say this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That you... was a huge prejudicial statement right there, darling. Well, hello. Why are Northern Europeans there and Northern go. Americans... There you go. And, you know, why is the Northern Hemisphere so afraid of color? I mean, I can take it to what's happening right now. You know, you have people 
that are fleeing Middle Eastern countries or island nations with people that look like me, darker than me, and they're not, they're not welcomed with open arms. Why is it when a, a European, Caucasian-looking country is in trouble? And, I, you know, first of all, we should help each other. We're all brothers and sisters. Your arms should be open to humanity. However, look at how one group gets treated. I just saw a stream of things that have been happening in the past, even in the recent past, of how darker people that are fleeing for their lives are kicked at the border. And, and I'm not talking about just here in the United States with Mexico. I'm talking about Europe, how cruel people are to these people saying, we have no room for you. But if they look like them, then it's like they're there with open arms, with toys, with food, with hot and cold drinks, you name it, opening their homes to people. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a total blanket statement. Not everybody's like that saying, you know, you, there's no room here. Don't come here. But it just seems to be the prevalent thing. Why are people so afraid of color? Mm. Why are people afraid to have wild colors for furniture? How about that? We talk about furniture and design. <laughs> we can talk about cars too, if you want. Well, I know cars because the police will stop you, tend to stop you when you have a brighter color. If you're gray, you kind of can, um, or is it the other way around? If you have a gray car, your insurance is higher. Wasn't that the case? What? Really? Because, I, I don't know, I if heard that a If you have a, a yellow time, car, then. you look like you're traveling faster than you actually are. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Because it, it grabs your attention. Yes. So the cop is more likely to look at you if you're brighter. Right. I don't know. This Again, is all very complicated. Much like bees and um, flowers, right? You look, yeah. You look at the bright ones. Yeah. Yeah. But I swear, I, I heard a long time ago, if you have a gray car, your insurance is higher. Okay. Maybe because you blend in. <laughs> I blend into the asphalt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like. Aside from your headlights, taillights, signals. Well, I mean, if you're driving during the day, right? And your horn. Well, we have daytime running lights, so. And a lot of cars do. But maybe if you're looking from above? Maybe. I don't know, folks. Guys, I don't know. It's like this is going all over the place now. It is, isn't it? But like, look at us. Look at how different we are. We, back in the day when we actually bought a house, we don't own a house anymore, but we rent. But we bought a house and the first thing we did after we like, you know, cleaned everything and changed the floors, we put every color possible on the walls. We were like, please, let's have some color. Well, we wanted brightness. We were in Seattle, so we wanted That's as what much I'm light as possible. But everybody else was gray. Like we had a color, what was she called? A color consultant co analyst come in. And she she put up gray stuff. I'm like, lady. <laughs> and and yet though, I loved our, it. Our bedroom was espresso. It was espresso. We had I a loved moss it. green wall. We had a pale ale, like we, very we bright yellow. A, we, we had a divine ale. It was was divine. it divine? It was called the the <laughs> paint company was called Divine. So yes, we had divine ale. But like, and then our furniture was every color. Yes. It was, it was, um, and yeah, we're, we're, 
We're like um, Cirque du Soleil. They wow. know all the beautiful colors and wild things happening in the home. Um, all right. I don't know. But there you go. That was our conversation this week was just <laughs> the meanderings of why and how. What's interesting, though, the one thing that they discovered is there is a universality to at least 89% of the world and, and how we choose to evaluate color, which means that on some level we're all somewhat alike in how we discern these portions of the world, maybe tiny little slices of the world. But, you know, if you start thinking about it, we're all a lot more alike than we are different. How? Not to get into the soundbite of I don't see color and all of that kind of, you know, gibberish. But even the way we see color is similar. Is it? I'm making that assertion. I just said these people are afraid of color. So obviously they don't see color the way I do. They don't love color the they way I do. They may be afraid of the color green, but it's still the color green. I don't know. All right. What do you all think? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're, we're just going to agree to disagree here, folks. No, I'm not saying I'm disagreeing. I'm just saying I don't even know the point of it. I, honestly, I've been talking about it all my life, color. I, I, whatever, man. I just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever, man. Uh, all right. Let us know what you think. Reach out. Please reach out to us, ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. We are working on things. We're doing some giveaways. When you sign up, I'm working on a gift. When you sign up to our website, you'll be gifted with this project I'm working on. And for those of you who have already signed up, thank you. I will send you all the gift as well. Please sign up, ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. Check it out. Check out my photography work. Check out the interviews we've done. The articles that have been written about us if you want to find out more there's something that we have been working on for years in creating a friendship summit we're working more on that reach out to us we want to talk to you in person love you we'll talk to you soon be well thank you so much love you talk to you later